All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. And today I am joined by locked on Gators host, Brandon Olson. And he's going to be talking with us about Florida tight end Kyle Pitts, as well as former Florida quarterback Felipe Franks and what their careers could look like here in Atlanta. You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman. Been covering the Falcons for too many years. Formerly at FalcFans.com, RIP, but still growing strong, however, on Twitter, at FalcFans. And, of course, the host of this preeminent Lockdown Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And before we get into today's Locked On Falcons podcast, I want to go ahead and plug the Peacock and Williamson podcast where NFL scout Matt Williamson, as well as NFL analyst Brian Peacock, cover all 32 teams and give you that national perspective around the NFL. And currently they're going through each division, breaking down each team's draft class. So, of course, check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So today's Locked On Falcons podcast, I am joined by another member of the Locked On podcast family. That is Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators, covering all sports at the University of Florida. Brandon also has written content at Whole9Sports.com. And Brandon's here, of course, to talk with us about uh, Kyle Pitts as we continue Locked On Kyle Pitts week here on the Locked On Falcons podcast. We'll also get his thoughts on Felipe Franks, the former Florida quarterback, uh, and what his potential here is in the NFL. So without further ado, let's jump into uh, that conversation I had with Brandon Olson uh, about Kyle Pitts and Felipe Franks. So guys, you are locked on Falcons, and today I am joined by my illustrious guest, Brandon Olson who does the Locked On Gators podcast, and he's going to be here with us as we continue Locked On Kyle Pitts week here on the Locked On Falcons podcast. And he's going to give us some insights onto uh, the newest Falcons tight end. Uh, Brandon, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here, and I always love talking Kyle Pitts. So I anytime you want. <laughs> well, I'm sure, you know, you've spent a lot of time over the last month or so talking about these various Florida draft prospects. So you shared a lot of information on, on Kyle Pitts. So I, I hope to, today won't be too much of a rehash of some of the things that you said on that episode. But one of the things I talked about on a recent episode of lockdown Falcons, when I did my scouting report of him yesterday was talking a little bit about how he became the unicorn that he is labeled as given that we have sort of past examples of players that have similar size and frame and, dimensions, you know, typically being stuck as an oversized wide receiver or maybe even getting flipped to the defensive side of the ball and becoming a, more of a pass rusher rather than necessarily remaining as a tight end, which is why so many players with Kyle Pitts's uh, abilities are so rare at that position. Uh, I'm curious if you can sort of shed any light on that and maybe was there any discussion of, of Kyle Pitts potentially moving from the tight end position when he first got to Florida? Uh, well, when he first so for a little bit of backside, if you didn't know, uh, Kyle Pitts in high school for the first two years was a quarterback. 
uh, and then he moved to tight end receiver, and he did play D end in high school when he came to Florida. He was a four star tight end, and he was in a very you know offensive based system at that point because Jim McElwain was a head coach at the time, and he was playing as a backup tight end. I don't really think they ever thought of him moving to D end as like a full time thing, but uh, I mean he's shown he could do it if he would have moved there. It would have been heartbreaking for me because we would have missed out on the highest drafted tight end in NFL history now. Um, so that would have been heartbreaking for me, but he's a guy that he's played in multiple positions. He's done it all really. And he's, he's succeeded in most ways at least. Um, so he's not like, I mean, recent guys we've seen like Steven Sullivan's a recent tight end that moved to DN. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is just that much better where, I mean, even coming in, you could tell he's still only been playing arguably the second hardest position in football for two years, if that. So he was still very raw, but he showed a lot of promise. And I mean, he was a contributor right away. I mean, can back up tight end role, but still a contributor early on. So I, I think D end was never a legitimate discussion. Okay. Now you mentioned that he was a four-star recruit coming out of the Philadelphia area. I'm curious, was, was there maybe not, quite to the level of fanfare that he's coming to Atlanta with, but was there a lot of fanfare for Kyle Pitts coming out of Gainesville? Uh, we were excited, or at least, I mean, I was excited for it just because, I mean, I'm looking at someone who, when he was coming out of high school, I mean, if you don't know, tight end's my favorite offensive position. So we were looking at someone who played my favorite offensive position, was a fantastic athlete, had great size immediately, a lot of promise, but I mean... There, there certainly was not as much love for him as there is now. As like a John Mackey winner, and again the highest drafted tight end in the NFL. I don't get to say that often, so sorry. I'm, I'm going to bring that up when I can. Go ahead, go ahead. But, uh, You're in a safe yeah, space that, here. There, there is not as much love for him coming out. There wasn't hate. No one was mad at it. Of course, you're not going to be mad that you get a four star recruit coming in, but he, no one was like. I, I love them, but I still wasn't like, oh, yeah, he's going to be one of the greatest tight end prospects of all time. Yeah, and I, I want to get into the conversation of maybe when that point was where you were like, okay, maybe there's something here with Kyle Pitts, and we'll continue that here with Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators right here on the Locked On Falcons podcast. But before we get there, guys, I want to let you know that BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, and there's no time like the month of May to get started at BetOnline. The second leg of the Triple Crown, the Preakness, is later this week. The NBA, NHL playoffs, and the French Open all begin later this month. And, of course, baseball season is in full swing as you can track all the action. BetOnline gives you all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. And it's not just sports, since BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So I'm here with Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators and picking up where we just left off, Brandon, sort of what was the point, you know, watching these last couple of years with Kyle Pitts, obviously, given what you've already said, having high expectations, playing a position that you absolutely adore. What was the point where you were like, okay, there's something special here with Kyle Pitts? Uh, I I can't remember the exact game, but during the 2019 season, he just showed so many flashes where it was like, if he can re- like if he can make that next jump, 
he's going to kill defenses. And even then, I was not, until his 2020 season, I wasn't thinking he's arguably the greatest set on prospect. When it was the 2019 season, and we saw the flashes, and we saw what he can do, and if he could do it more consistently, we were like, all right, he's going to be really good. Even then, I was like, okay, he'll probably be like a late first-round pick, maybe mid-first-round pick. And then this season started, and he was touchdown catches and near triple coverage. It was ridiculous stuff that we were just seeing. It was legit looked like Madden and where like you'd throw your controller and break things. It was insane. But he was doing it on a weekly basis and it was just he was such a mismatch nightmare for defenses. And this year was really when I was like, okay, like he's doing something special. But before twenty nineteen, I'm not gonna lie to you and say that I would have thought he'd be a top five pick. I was like, he's going to maybe be a first-round pick between him and Pat Frymuth, and then he just separated from the pack in a way that I've never seen before. Yeah, I, I went to Pitt, and so Aaron Donald was a player that I watched at Pitt and saw him just wrecking defense or offensive lines for years and years, and like, yeah, this guy's really good, and thinking, oh, you know, maybe he'll be like a top 50 pick, an early second-round pick, then he goes to the Senior Bowl, dominates there, then he goes to the Combine and has like a, a historic uh, athletic testing and whatnot, and I'm like, okay, well, he's definitely going to be a first-round pick, but like never in my dreams would I, you would ever ask me, as much as I loved watching Aaron Donald play, this guy might be in the conversation for the greatest defensive player of all time. And so like, I get that feeling with Kyle Pitts where you're like, Oh, I love watching this guy play, but you know, slowly it just starts to creep up on you that suddenly like, no, this is not just a normal, really good, fun football player that you're watching. This is a guy that, you know, obviously we will see what Kyle Pitts could do in the NFL. If he lives up to that Aaron Donald standard, but um, a guy that could truly be special in that regard. Yeah, like, I could imagine, I could imagine being a pit and just, like, watching Aaron Donald and being like, yeah, no, like, he's really good, but, like, he's not going to replicate this in the NFL. And then he goes to the NFL and does it even better than he did in college. It's just, like, one of those insane things. I don't know if we'll ever see that with Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to say he's going to be better than, like, Tony Gonzalez or Gronk. I'm not going to say that, but I am going to say I have little to no doubt that he's going to be a huge success in the NFL. Now, there's been a lot of talk with Kyle Pitts being very mature for his age. He's going to be 21 uh, later this year. I'm curious if you have sort of anything to add to that. Are there sort of any anecdotes, anything you've heard about him um, in terms of speaking to that sort of maturity level? Uh, I mean, I could say that during his pro day, he was like super well-spoken. And it was just, it was weird because you tend to think of people that are going to be top five picks as like, or potential top five picks at the time that they're going to be, like, excited, energetic. He was very calm, spoke, very calm, very well, mellow, well-spoken. And one of the things that really struck a chord with me, at least, when I was like, okay, like, he's just an awesome individual, was that when he transitioned to tight end from quarterback, that was, like, his call. Like, he didn't have a coach that was like, hey, dude, like, like move to tight end. Like, you, you suck at this. Because um, he got asked about playing quarterback in high school, and he was like, oh, I sucked. Like, he was very, very blunt. He goes, I sucked. I was an option quarterback. I, if I ever dropped back, odds are I was still going to run the ball. Um, and he wanted to move to tight end. And I believe the story was that his head coach at the time wouldn't let him move to tight end. And so he changed schools to then move to tight end and do what he wanted to do because he had spoken it over with his family. He's like, hey, like, this is what's best for me. So this is what I want to do. And he made that change. And it's like, 
I mean, I was making worse decisions last year, and I was 24 <laughs> last year. This kid is 14 out here making decisions for his future, and they paid off, so that's amazing for him. But, yeah, that, that like, obviously at the time, I didn't know Kyle Pitts. I didn't know that's what he was doing. But in retrospect, like, that is just fantastic foresight to have. Now, I want to move things forward, talk a little bit about how Kyle Pitts projects to the NFL from your perspective, projects to Atlanta. And we'll get further into that with Brandon Olson, host of Locked On Gators on today's Locked On Falcons podcast. But before we get there, I might as well plug the college side of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where you can find a whole host of daily podcasts devoted to your favorite school, such as Lockdown Gators or Lockdown Bulldogs, or your favorite conference, such as Lockdown SEC. Find them all on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So back in February, I told you guys about how I had to get some work done in my car. And the minute I saw the receipt, I was kicking myself for how much money I spent and how much less money I would have spent had I just gone to rockauto.com in the first place. Rockauto.com has everything from engine parts, motor oil, new carpet, as well as the brake parts and tail lamps that I needed back in February. I could have gotten everything I needed in a few easy clicks delivered directly to my door. And you can too, because the rockauto.com catalog is unique, is easy to navigate as you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose by brand specification or the price that you prefer. And those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Knowing what you know about Kyle Pitts, how quickly do you think he'll get integrated into this Falcons offense? Do you sort of expect this as a situation where, you know, within the first couple of weeks of, of the NFL season, he's going to be a, a featured part of this Falcons passing attack? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to be able to contribute very early on. Just he seems like a smart guy. Again, like I don't, I don't know him personally, so I can't be like, oh, like this is how quick he picks up a playbook. But he was playing as a true freshman of Florida. I know it's going to be much more complex here, but I mean, I still think that he could at least find time to get on the field early on and contribute. Maybe not an every down guy, but he's going to be playing very early on. I have no doubt about it. And I mean, I think Arthur Smith is going to have a field day using Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I think back to the Falcons when they had Calvin Ridley come in in 2018 and then I, I don't, I, I could, I know people are probably yelling at their phones as they listen to me butcher the stat, but I can't remember if he was targeted in the week one game and everybody was like, what's going on? Why wasn't Calvin Ridley uh, part of the, the Falcons gameplay? And then he like went off in week two or whatever the case may be. And so, you know, I imagine I'm hoping obviously maybe a little being a little bit optimistic in that regard, but I'm hoping we see sort of even a quicker thing where Kyle Pitts gets integrated pretty quickly and early on. And, and Calvin Ridley was wrecking uh, defenses, you know, within that first month of the season. So I'm hoping to see a similar thing with Kyle Pitts, but you talk about Arthur Smith and his offense, you know, if you're drawing up an offense for Kyle Pitts or, you know, would Arthur Smith's offense be the one that you would draw up or at least near the top of the list of the ones that you would draw up? It'd probably be number one. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, he, like I've said it before on like Lockdown Gators, where I think Kyle Pitts, if he's not already better than, has the potential to be significantly better than Jonu Smith, who we know was with Arthur Smith when he was the offensive coordinator for the Titans. 
And I think one of the things that we saw Arthur Smith do with Jonu Smith that we didn't see Dan Mullen do with Kyle Pitts is the occasional like tight end sweep or tight end toss, like something just creative and weird and things that you don't think you'd see that'd be maybe in a video game, but they're really not even in Madden. Trust me, I've tried. Um, but I think that we could see Kyle Pitts really moved around a lot in this offense. Arthur Smith like putting guys in motion frequently. So that's going to be something we see Kyle Pitts because it's like you're going to have to pay attention to him when he goes in motion. He's one of those guys where you always have to be aware of what he's doing. And even if he's not putting up a ton of stats early on, I think just his presence on the field alone is going to make defenses focus on him a little bit, maybe clear things up for Calvin Ridley or Julio. Not saying they're going to focus on Kyle Pitts over Calvin Ridley or Julio, but at certain times they're probably going to be like, all right, well, there's Kyle Pitts and maybe lose track of someone else. Um, I'm so confident that we're going to see a Kyle Pitts carry at some point. I think we could see it week one. I said it on today's Lockdown Gators. It's like, if Kyle Pitts got a carry week one, wouldn't surprise me at all, just so Arthur Smith was like, uh, defense, we, we're going to do this every now and then, like pay attention to it and just to keep them on their toes at all times. Yeah, you, you already touched on some of those things, but what are some of the other things that you like about Kyle Pitts's fit in the Arthur Smith offense? I think that he's a surprisingly good blocker for a guy who's known as a tight end slash wide receiver like that people try to put because he can move around a lot. Um, which I hate, by the way, because he, he's, I get it. He can go out wide, but like a lot of tight ends do that and don't get called wide receivers just because they can produce there. Um, no, I think he's a surprisingly good blocker. And we know if Arthur Smith, if Tennessee had any, you know, was any uh, indication of what we're going to see in Atlanta, he's going to want to run the ball a decent amount. He's probably going to throw the ball more than he did in Tennessee just because he's got better quarterback, better weapons now. But, I mean, and obviously he doesn't have Terry Henry anymore where you just plow yeah, through yeah. people. Yeah, but we're going to see him. He's gonna, he's still going to want to run the ball pretty frequently, I'd say. And Kyle Pitts is a surprise. He's a sneaky good blocker for someone that has his reputation as a receiver. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, anything else you want to share, Brandon, with the listeners about Kyle Pitts? Maybe something else that they may not necessarily know from reading the various uh, scouting reports or uh, just sort of any tidbits that you can add uh, to, to give the listeners a, maybe a fuller picture of Kyle Pitts, the player or the person. Uh, that no matter where your expectations are right now, he's going to make plays that are just going to blow your mind, right? <laughs> like you can expect whatever you want, but Kyle Pitts is going to make plays that make you like freeze, pause, and be like, how the did he do that one? Like I, his touchdown catch and triple coverage this past year. I, I, I was like, I know how good Kyle Pitts is. <laughs> that was in, that was ridiculous to see him do that because like he's going against other grown men. <laughs> he's just on the field, and of course he might not do the triple coverage catches this time, but he's gonna make catches where you're like, there's he, nope, he could, shouldn't happen. No, no man should be able to do this to another man on the field. And Kyle Pitts is going to do it somewhat consistently. So last tidbit I got to get from you, Brandon, what are your thoughts on Felipe Franks? Obviously I know he ended his career at Arkansas instead of Florida. I know things didn't quite go down the way that I think probably Gator fans as well as Felipe wanted it to go 
in Florida, but uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on his career at Florida and sort of what your expectations are for him uh, going to the NFL and specifically to a team like Atlanta. He's someone who I think he, you know, he deserved better than he got at Florida. Um, if for anyone listening, if you're unaware, um, Felipe is a guy who he got, he went on like a slight cold stretch and it wasn't even that bad. But the Florida fans just absolutely turned on him, and they started booing him nonstop. So he ran in a touchdown in Gainesville and shushed his own crowd. And that is the moment where I decided that no matter what happened for the rest of my life, I will support Felipe Franks because that was one of the most baller things that I've ever seen. And that is actually the one thing that I spoke to him about. When I was in the when I was uh, in Mobile for the Senior Bowl this year, I got the opportunity to say one thing to him, and it was that that was one of the coolest things that I've ever seen because it really was. Um, and then of course Kentucky injured his ankle, got hurt. Kyle Trask was born at that point, mm-hmm. and he ended up uh, Felipe ended up transferring to Arkansas where. I mean, I think he looked better than he did at Florida, which is kind of weird, just given that. Flores' offense is pretty QB-friendly. Um, so it was weird that he looked a lot better at Arkansas than he did at Florida. I think he's – I was shocked that he went undrafted, by the way. Like, I, that blew my mind just because I get it that he's had his inconsistencies and his struggles. But he, when he's on, he's on. Like, when, when he's on, he looks fantastic. And he's – sure, he's raw, but he's a big-armed quarterback with a big body – and he can move, which it's like, and the NFL history shows us they love those guys. So I don't know what happened with him. I am not concerned about any character issues that may have been there because, I mean, I was next to his agents in Mobile and um, a few people that worked for the senior role came over and they're like, hey, are you Felipe's agents? And they were like, yeah, that's us. And these three women came up to Felipe's agents, not like Felipe didn't tell him to do it or anything like that. Uh, they went up to Felipe's agents, they sought him out, and they were like, he was a blessing to work with. Like, he was just amazing at all times. He was just so respectful, so nice. Like, he was he was truly a blessing. So whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it, because he's fantastic. So, characters not a concern. I have no idea why he went undrafted. I'll stick with that one. Um... I think that he's got solid potential to eventually become a starter. I really like his fit in Atlanta, just given that, let's say you get another, I don't know, three years of Matt Ryan, whatever. Um, And you've got Felipe on the roster still at that point, and you've got most of that core intact. I think that he could be, at that point, a starter at some, whether he's great or not is yet to be seen, but... I think he's a developmental guy that could become a starter, especially in an offense like Atlanta, because I mentioned this uh, a couple days ago, that he, he's had his accuracy problems. But, I mean, when you've got big-bodied receivers like the Falcons have and just a ton of huge options, kind of you can kind of clean up those accuracy issues just having guys with such large catch radiuses. So I think that he's got potential to be a starter. I'm going to say he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. So let's not get crazy with it. But I think he could step in and be probably an average to below average starting quarterback in the NFL, given a few years of development and working on his consistency. But 
Yeah, I think he's someone who he's never really been given a fair shake. I mean, all right. Coming out of high school, he was given a fair shake. And since then, he's never really been given a fair shake. And I, I think that's incredibly... I think that's something that people are just completely overlooking, where it's like, he's he's been put in... He had Jim McElwain as his head coach for a while, and Jim McElwain was a disaster at Florida. And then he had the first year of Dan Mullen, and then he got injured, and it was just... It was just rough, and it's never worked out the way that it should have worked out, or the way that we expected it to work out. But I, if it, if in the NFL, if he stays healthy and he stays on track, I have no doubt that he can at least be an average to below average starter. Okay, there you have it, uh, Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators. Brandon, go ahead, plug uh, where people can find your stuff and and what you have going on the Locked On Gators podcast uh, currently. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Uh, any of my written work is over on my website, which is whole9sports.com. Uh, and Locked On Gators, we're going to have some fun. Uh, we had tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to say it fully, today's going to be Tebow Tuesday for us just because we got Tebow coming back <laughs> okay. to the NFL. So we're happy for this. This week is going to be really fun. We've got uh, Drew Butler, who used to play in the NFL, coming on for Friday's show. We've got... We're going to do some kind of Gators draft in the NFL just because one of my listeners wanted it. So I'm more excited for this week of Lockdown Gators than I've been, than I was for draft week even. I'm very excited for this. Okay. Well, I hope that the Georgia fans that are listening to this podcast uh, don't hold it against you. But for the, the handful of Florida Gator fans that are sort of laying in the weeds listening, to this podcast. I hope they definitely check you out and, and the content you have. I'm sure you're going to definitely have a lot of fun with the Tim Tebow stuff. Uh, I'm sure you can get a lot of mileage out of that on the podcast over the next couple of months. Uh, but uh, Brendan, I really appreciate you coming on, sharing your Kyle Pitts insight. And I look forward to potentially maybe touching base with you uh, later this year as we get close to the uh, college football season. And hopefully we'll get a couple of NFL games of seeing what Kyle Pitts actually lives up to the hype uh, going into this fall as well. So does that sound good? Absolutely. Anytime you want. If you want to talk Kyle Pitts, I'm here all the time. Don't worry about that. Okay. Okay. I, I think we'll have a couple of opportunities to do so in the coming months. So appreciate it, Brandon. Awesome. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good uh, night. You too. Have a good night. So, guys, there you have it. Brandon Olson, Locked On Gators, Whole9Sports.com. Check him out. And since we're in the mood to plug Brandon's stuff on Locked On Gators, might as well plug the one show where you can get all your sports news that you need every morning in under 20 minutes. And, of course, I'm talking about the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, guys, we continue day two of Locked On Kyle Pitts week on the Locked On Falcons podcast. And we got a third day coming up for you tomorrow with guests like Charles McDonald and Ted Wynn of the athletic to get their thoughts on Kyle Pitts. And we'll get a little bit more into the X's and O's of Kyle Pitts's potential usage uh, in the NFL and with the Falcons with those two guests on tomorrow's episode. And of course, then Thursday we'll be back with a schedule reaction episode. And then probably Friday we'll do a weekly wrap up episode. Like we did last Friday, catching you up on all the news for the Falcons, any stories that we may have missed early in this week, as we are so focused on the illustrious Kyle Pitts and his potential future in the NFL. Um, so that's the plan for the rest of the week, guys. If you have any feedback that you want to provide 
for me on uh, today's episode or past episodes or future episodes, of course, I'm more than happy to receive that feedback on Twitter at Lockdown Falcons, on Facebook at Lockdown Falcons, or you can send an email to LockdownFalcons at mail.com. Appreciate it, guys. Till then.